This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Saturday Morning Mysteries, where your host, I'm Grace. And I'm Alexis. And we're doing our last Rescue Rangers episode today. Uh, this will last. be, yeah, an Alexis tale to wrap up the, uh, the arc that our dear uh, little rodent friends have brought us on. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know if we have any other business. There'll be a new show next week. You'll yep. find out what it is next week. We mm. already know what it is this time. Yes, uh, we planned ahead. Like, yes. like good students and uh-huh, adults, I we, suppose. <laughs> students, whatever, all of the above. Yeah. Uh, I think you'll be stoked on it. We're stoked mm-hmm. on it. It is a yes. staple of our childhoods. Um, truly, truly. But until then, I pass it to you, Alexis Bird. There, oh yes and who are you by the way wait oh, no, oh i already said grace ourselves. yeah i just good. felt like saying like, your full name okay good i was like wait why did you say my name cool <laughs> go for it for those of you uh-huh. who didn't hear it before or who are not familiar with this podcast i am alexis <laughs> yeah. bird and i, I just wanted to you. say it yeah thanks i like it yeah cool yeah i'm, I'm here for it anyway so <laughs> yes grace said it very well today is our last episode of chip and dale rescue rangers it has been a journey as we say every week and the journey is just going to continue for one more week for y'all yep. now because let me tell you this one buckle up ladies and gents and identifications in between because <laughs> we've, we've got another doozy of an episode but right. before i jump into it let me just say what it's called it's called double o chipmunks actually okay. double o, well maybe chipmunk i don't know this is kind of a tangent but if you're watching it on disney plus which it's episode 45 of season one on there mm. like the actual title on the menu says double o chipmunk but then when you watch it, the title <laughs> card of the, it says chipmunks. So whatever, <laughs> I literally like put the S in parentheses. Like, I don't know which one it is, but yeah. anyway, this one, it aired on December 20th, 1989 on Disney Afternoon Adventures. And let me tell you, I mentioned it before, but it is a doozy because today I will be telling the story of the time that the rescue rangers challenged the self-proclaimed world's greatest spy. And I was working up to ask whether or not this was a 007 (laughs) reference. Okay. Yes. yes. And what I wildly speculate to be a Hail Mary attempt to prevent the violent upheaval of his country's government. Oh shit. Yeah. It's going to get real. Okay. I'm diving right in here. December, 1989. The Berlin Wall, separating East and West Germany, has recently fallen, symbolizing <laughs> the collapse of European communist governments and bringing Tear the world down one step wall. closer to the end of the prolonged Cold War era. Yes, that man's famous quotes. Yeah, you know, I won't even say his name. Anyway, uh, tear down this wall. So the United States and the Soviet Union at this point, which soon to be Russia, they have allegedly, allegedly wound down their support of various proxy wars throughout the European continent. Allegedly. Nice. Allegedly. (laughs) However, in Czechoslovakia and Bulgaria, Romania, and in East Germany, a number of mass protests and violent uprisings threatened to unseat entrenched communist leaders and communist political parties. 
So can I? In the wake. Yeah. What the fuck is this episode about, Alexis? You'll see. <laughs> oh, no. it's, I told you to buckle up. Did you not listen? You got to buckle no, up. No, I, 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 I like, got into the back seat. boots on the ground. <laughs> and I couldn't find the seatbelt in like two Sorry. seconds. So I just gave Applause. up. I was like, hey, it's fine. I'm I'll idling look again. right now to give you your last chance to buckle in because trust <laughs> me, it's about to get fucking crazy. <laughs> It already is. (laughs) Okay. In the wake of these violent protests and uprisings, some leaders in these formerly communist countries failed to escape their countries before facing execution. Looking at you, Romania. (laughs) But perhaps some other leaders or at least political insiders working along those ousted leaders were able to escape and find safe passage to a new home. Perhaps even some of those leaders and insiders went as far as to continue their geopolitical strategies from the shadows under new identities and through new, more clandestine tactics. So some of them may have been successful in reestablishing their identities and forming new organizations of operatives, both clandestine and like openly diplomatic. But others may have been thwarted by some of the world's bravest and most cunning spies, such as Chip and Dale (laughs) and their fearless band of rescue rangers. You know, I had a feeling that Chip and Dale were anti-communist. I think so. Yeah, they're like, they're definitely either anti-communist or Antifa at a minimum. (laughs) You know, they, uh, wow, they're trying to bring down the communist regime. They are. They're working hard because the communists actually are coming to America in this episode. So they're like, oh, hell no, we are not going to take that at our doorstep. (laughs) Anyway, so I am stunned already by Mm -hmm. the buildup. I'm worried by the buildup. I'm concerned for our dear rescue rangers, for yes. the state of the world, mm-hmm. for the future of the world, because it's yeah. a little tiny pause. Yes. And okay. I feel like ready. I feel like it's pretty topical given where we are <laughs> in the world today now. And uh, yep. yeah, so we'll see actually if YouTube like Jimmy's our algorithm because we're not saying <laughs> the right things in this because we're bringing up too much war shit, which let me also preface the rest of today's episode by again uh-huh. reiterating that this is in no way, shape, or form a war <laughs> or war achievement podcast. It's I know we've, we've gotten on this topic before, but as it happens, I find myself yet again diving into an episode of Rescue Rangers that involves this cutting edge like war technology and military (laughs) industrial complex police state technology and the financial motivations behind the military industrial complex anyway gonna keep moving on uh Uh because again we're not a war podcast so what better way Mm -hmm. to start an episode about the military industrial complex rather than by talking about a movie that essentially glorifies Okay, this is the last time I'm going to mention Which them. Which one? The military Industrial Complex. There's endless films. Endless, too many. Which, side note, um, just saying this very neutrally, did you know that mm. uh, any film, and I, okay, I, 
this is going to be like a half research statement because I can't like cite the source where I got this from specifically. Uh-huh. I heard it in a podcast once, but films that use like actual U.S. Army military equipment or like logos or want to in any way depict the military, mm-hmm. they actually have to get like sign off from the Pentagon, from the um, really Defense Department. Yeah, and there's like a liaison at the Department of Defense who like works with Holly with different films, Hollywood or wow, otherwise, or shows. Fucking so, like, yeah. It's like, no, you can't really say that. You can say this though, or no, show us this way and not that way. Do you I'll look know up it's- the- yeah, go ahead. Oh, so interesting. Sorry to totally steamroll and interrupt no, you there. No. But of how you mentioned, like, if equipment is shown, you know what's funny about that? Because in movies and stuff, it's always like, whoa, look how high tech and that kind of stuff it is. Mm-hmm. Um, certain veterans I know in my life, not to yeah. <laughs> put them under <laughs> the bus of risk yeah, okay. and statuses they have. But uh, we're straight up like, yeah, like the X, Y, and Z equipment we were using was like from the fucking 60s. Mm-hmm. Like the people who are actually in the military are using like outdated shitty stuff. And it's just Hollywood being like, no, look at this Ganda. great material. Excuse all these me. trillions of dollars is yeah. all of this new tech. And everyone's like, I have to fucking fix it at like the radios every other week because yeah, they're broken right. and they're from 1966. Anyways, Anyways they're from before this podcast. episode of Rescue Rangers. Yes. <laughs> We are not a military podcast nope. in any nope, way, nope, shape, nope. or form. But w- what I was just saying is that I will try to find the source of that information oh, or great. a source that backs that up and at least like we'll drop it in the notes or it. something. Just great. so y'all know, I didn't literally just pull that fact <laughs> out of my ass. That is a true thing. Anyway, so no, unfortunately, we're not going to be talking about like a real life movie. We're going to be talking about a movie that ex- exists in the Rescue Rangers mm. universe. Okay. So. Double O agent Dirk Suave. He is a James Bond. Okay, Dirk. Dirk. Yeah, right. They had to give him the last name Suave because they're like, why did we say Dirk again? That is really not Dirk. That's not like smooth whatsoever. Dirk Suave. Now it sounds good. Uh, But yeah, this guy, total like James Bond esque type of spy, a tall, muscular, got like the big chin, thick black hair, Mm. white tuxedo coat, and all that. Nice. And he's joined by his sidekick, Odd Shoe, who um, unfortunately is the pseudo racistly drawn, much smaller Asian man donning martial arts robes and a black belt. Ugh. the voicing on him is also not great, so we're going to keep it moving. Uh, yep. But anyway, so yep. these two, they're trying to escape yes. a secret facility with a bit of microfilm that they've stolen. And essentially, they're just like going back, fighting this evil guy named Dr. So-So. He's this big, bald guy with like this nice purple suit, classical guy, like evil villain, super villain, holding a gray cat. He's got these henchmen. Nice. They've all got like machetes and bazookas normal whatever and Uh so meanwhile dale and zipper of the rescue rangers they are watching this film and they are just like amazed at dirk's abilities and totally geeking out over the action Mm -hmm. and they're like dancing around jumping loving the movie but while they're watching this was the movie that they tried to see in last week's episode (laughs) um i wanted to mention that when you brought up like it was his (laughs) new favorite movie because Double O Agent Dirk Suave. I don't know if they never say the name of the movie, but that's what I'm going to act like the name of the movie is. Great. This is like Dale is constantly saying like, oh, this is my favorite movie. It's my favorite action <laughs> movie, all this. So that was my first thought when you yep, said that 100%. in your last episode. Yeah. Um, 
And actually, I will tangent real quick. I don't know if you've watched the movie yet. I know we we keep bringing it up, but if anyone has watched the movie, uh, there are some interesting references actually to Dale's love of double O agent stuff in the movie. So I was like, oh, I should totally do this episode then. Exactly. This is where it comes from. So Dale and Zipper, they're geeking out over this movie. And as they're watching it, the rest of the Rescue Rangers, a.k.a. Chip, Gadget, and Monty, they return to the Ranger hideout. And Chip, when he walks in, he's like instantly upset with Dale, saying that Dale should have been with them actually at the police station looking for cases. We mentioned it before. That's totally how they get their jobs. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Essentially, they, or Chip is like, kind of shitting on these movies like they all in the same it's so predictable you're wasting your time watching these but Dale insists that watching the movies are actually helping him to learn spy tricks and that Mm. if the rescue rangers can like learn that kind of stuff like how to get out of dangerous situations like Dirk Swab does then it could be helpful for the whole group but they all laugh at him and scoff like please go to bed whatever (laughs) like stop watching your stupid movies And thus, they all go to sleep that night. But as everyone is trying to sleep, loud noises from Gadget's workshop essentially shoot everyone awake in their beds. And so Chip, Gadget, and Monty, they, you know, they're like, I think they have like weapons drawn or like Gadget has this like flashlight gun or something, maybe. It's pretty intense. They're all like slowly creeping through the ranger hideout and they walk into her workshop and they're scared and startled when they see like Dale and Zipper kind of like pop up. They're just like (laughs) fucking around testing a bunch of gadgets. Oh, God damn it. LOL. Uh, Gadgets and Gadgets Workshop. Um, yeah. And like Chip has put on this like white tux or sorry, Dale has put on this white tux coat and he's got oh like God. this, uh, this gadget belt again, keep saying gadget, which gadget. now it's like a, her <laughs> name makes so much more sense or so much know, sense. whatever. Anyway. And then, uh, unfortunately zipper is wearing like the martial arts robes. Like he's uh. you, but it's okay because he doesn't talk. So there's no offensive <laughs> characterization great, 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 great. anyway. <laughs> So Chip yells at Dale, seeing them like making all of this noise and like dicking around in the, sorry, in the the workshop that late at night. And he's asking how the gang is like supposed to get any sleep or get any rest if Dale is just goofing around. But Dale is telling him that they're not goofing around. They're actually, you know, spending their time wisely by trying out all of these gadgets and this new equipment that Gadget has apparently made for them, which further proving that Gadget literally is just down to do whatever, invent whatever. No <laughs> She's like slowly backing asked. out of the room. Like, yeah, yeah I definitely made I these. I definitely made these. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, Jen. Um, but so Dale is like demonstrating how useful all of these tools and these this this equipment is and he totally makes a mess in the hideout i think like lets off some like smoke bomb or something like that to the point where gadget essentially has to like fumigate the entire (laughs) hideout she's like running a uh, blow dryer through it and like all the doors and windows are open and uh As she's doing this, Dale and Zipper, they're sad because they see that they've like upset everybody and everyone's kind of like making fun of them for having these spy dreams. So they're like sitting outside on a branch outside of the ranger station and they just look super ashamed of themselves. And Monty and Chip, they go back to bed, but 
Gadget decides to go out and talk to them because again, she's clearly like somewhat supportive of their spy dreams, <laughs> just making them whatever tools and gadgets she can. Um, but she talks to them and says like, it's okay, you guys, like all you need is a little bit more practice and just, you know, maybe be a little bit wiser with the way that just, you're like, using be better. Yeah. Just be better, please. <laughs> and, uh, Dale and Zipper, though, they're like, yeah, I guess so, whatever, but we're going to go to bed. And so they go, you know, looking defeated, heads down, walk back into the ranger hideout. And Gadget, though, she's still sitting out there and she is just immediately overcome with emotion by seeing how sad Dale and Zipper are. So she Mm. actually starts to like cry and she's bawling and she promises to herself that if Dale wants to be a secret agent, then she's gonna help him. Which also one, doesn't care about Zipper clearly. (laughs) And two, girl, that's like a whole process to become a secret agent. That's not just like something you do. Yes, wake up. I'm gonna help him. Like you gotta get security clearances. You gotta go through training. You probably have to have a college degree. You probably need like a clean background check. I doubt Dale's got one of those. Yeah, they're like always stealing shit from the police station. (laughs) So I'm sure that they have at least surveillance of them. Yeah. Anyway, I think you at least like. Do you need a passport? I don't know. Like. you need a lot of things. Okay. You, you need proof of citizenship. How does a chipmunk prove that they're a citizen? <laughs> Again, the like tangential universe to the human universe. True. There is the, the rodent animal. The rodent spy world. Yeah. It's it's First, a little yeah. easier to break into. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like not as into um, borders, maybe meaning so much. So, you know. <laughs> True, true. Yeah. Otherwise, they have definitely committed international crimes, like when they went to England, South America, like all these places going true. Keep it moving. So, (laughs) so the gang's all they all go off to bed. And uh, the next morning, we actually get a nice scene change. Sunset is rising and it's hitting a military installation. We're back on war, y'all. Okay. I'm going to presume that this military installation is somewhere in like upstate New York because we think that the rescue rangers are in New York City. And so it seems very calm outside of this military base, okay. but inside, an elaborate and evil plan is taking shape. Unfortunately, An acclaimed scientist by the name of Professor William Whitebread, I directly (laughs) quote, the inventor of a jet tank that responds to thought, he is being held hostage in a locker, no less, inside of this military installation. And his captor has stolen his clothes and ID in an attempt to impersonate the man. And so this evildoer, this this captor has maybe like a Czech or a Bulgarian or Romanian or German or- An Eastern European. Eastern European, maybe even Transylvanian. I don't know. (laughs) Is that even still a place? I'm not sure. Was it ever? (laughs) In in 1989. (laughs) Yeah, right. Anyway, some East European accent. Oh no. He's tall. He's very lanky. He's got like these strung out eyes, bags under his eyes and looks very Mm. like stern and serious. And he's bald, has like an egg head. But he's putting on this white wig and a fake mustache, Mm. like a la Albert Einstein almost. (laughs) 
who Professor Whitebread pretty much looks exactly well, like. And like is German. So. Is German. Exactly. Right. So it works, I okay, guess. Yes. So he's reciting this this captor, he's reciting his evil plan to bid off this jet tank for what would likely be a very, very hefty price. And okay. so getting back to my wild speculation that I briefly yes. mentioned earlier. I assume that this device would be used in, in this guy's mind, the spy's mind. He's going to use it to crack down on the imminent violent uprisings happening throughout communist Europe, particularly Ooh. in his home country of, let's just say, Romania um, or Bulgaria. I don't know, because he's thinking <laughs> that this, yeah, this, I don't know, the, the writers of this episode could have changed it every time you, you say it. Now I got to keep them all straight in my mind, which which ones I've gone through. Yeah. So I think that he's trying to use this jet tank one, because like I said before, he's going to bid it for a lot of money and what evil person doesn't just want a bunch of money, but he also knows that he can sell it to one of these governments or at least the schematics to all of the governments so that they can then use it to keep the communist powers in power because they're like oh no if we have this tank none of these people are going to be protesting and uprising around here today so oh okay so this evildoer we're going back out of my wild speculation now this evildoer he's leaving which by the way they don't give him a name like officially he's a spy so that's that makes sense but literally what they credit him as is the greatest spy in the world. So that's <laughs> that's what I'm going to call him. Um, okay, great. So the greatest spy in the world leaves the <laughs> locker room and he pulls, as he's leaving, he pulls three rats out of this lab coat that he's put on to impersonate oh, no. Professor Whitebread, more rodents, guys. And yep. he throws these rats into these this air duct over a door so that they can sneak into the facility's testing area. And <laughs> by, the, by the way, these rats are fucking hilarious, okay? Two of them, um, so their names are Mo, Louie, and Francis. Okay. Two of them are tall, Mo and Louie, and they're just wearing like these different shades of blue trench coach, trench, trench coats with fedoras. <laughs> and then the Adorable. third one, the third one, Francis, he's very small and like a little bit plumpier, and he's like uh-huh. the leader of the gang. Um he is wearing like an old timey stagecoach driver's uniform. Huh? It's like a duster coat. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have like a little cap. He does, it's not like one of those caps. He has, I think it's like a um, it's like a those it's like a mobster hat, like the ones with like <laughs> the really like the pro the elongated fedora. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those, but it's like a red duster coat that has like the attached shawl, I guess. <laughs> he's um, also, like, he's like, got sorry, like what? Sorry. It's very funny because it's so out of place for being like working with a spy. It's like the massive white collar like coming out <laughs> of this duster jacket and a bow tie and then like white gloves. It's like white <laughs> gloves. They anyway, always say I... take one thing off before you leave the house. <laughs> he did not. But also <laughs> my immediate question is like how did you become the greatest spy 
what is it the greatest spy in the world in the world yeah. he's like sitting in his like lair like sewing these little costumes for his <laughs> brat henchmen <laughs> he's like attention to detail is how i became the greatest spy in the world and it's just like him sewing like taking measurements of his little mice friends there's like a <laughs> montage of a fashion show where like the little stocky one like had the blue trench coat and they're all sitting there and they all shake their head and then he comes no. out in this crazy red duster like, coat and like everything hemming the, the coat <laughs> on them and everything and then, like it's taking long and then he comes back out in the red coat and they all just nod their heads <laughs> that's the one <laughs> as they're nodding though the greatest spy in the world like pulls out this like beautiful wooden box like mahogany wood <laughs> opens it up and it's the white gloves <laughs> <laughs> takes it out slowly <laughs> puts them on francis's hands <laughs> yeah now let's uh, go is... take down some, or i guess prop up some governments start some communist wars. regimes yeah. yeah let's go take down let's go murder some innocent protesters <laughs> western democracy <laughs> <laughs> Have at it, can't, folks. Can't do it without your old-timey stagecoach looking <laughs> uniform. Oh, my Perfect. gosh. Yeah, very funny. Uh, you'll love it when you watch it. <laughs> so, so excited. Anyway, the rats, they go through the air ducts. They unlock and open the door through, or they, like, you know, get into the, middle, the facilities testing area through the air ducts. They go down, they unlock and open the door for the greatest spy in the world. And he walks in and makes his beeline directly for the schematics for this jet mm. tank that are resting on a desk. And he's fascinated by the schematics, like looking around for the the, the device that's drawn on them, which like, how can mm. you miss it? It's literally a like giant a jet? tank. Yeah, it's okay. a jet tank. Yeah. <laughs> jet, which, yeah, jet and tank combined. When you watch it, I you'll mean, see how ridiculous Even more it's impressive, though. honestly. Yeah, truly. This is why this dude knows he's going to get some money for it. Um, yep. and how they're gonna kill some well anyway uh <laughs> so the um he's looking around for this device and he accidentally uses um so I mentioned before it's thought controlled right <laughs> I think maybe I like didn't say that long no, or whatever it, yeah. I did okay so which is very important because it has this like remote that you or like a helmet that attaches to like a remote and you think it and the jet does things. Does it? Okay. And so he is looking around for that remote and the mm. jet too. Like, okay, where's the jet and where's the thing I used to <laughs> where's control the, all it? The, shit? <laughs> <laughs> the schematics are dope, but where's everything else? Um, and he turns around and sees that the remote is on the back of either like Mo or Louie's head. Oh no! <laughs> it's on a rat's head. I don't know. But oh these are like the dumb rat henchmen unfortunately yeah. or like the dim witted like ones stooges. yes exactly great uh and so he just kind of is like looking all confused like what me and then like he <laughs> triggers something in the jet tank that actually like fires this massive hole into the wall of this military research installation <laughs> <laughs> so at this point the greatest spy in the world also not looking like the greatest spy the in the greatest world spy, yeah but he's the like the greatest spy out. in the world no the longer greatest. the greatest 
Yeah. So he's like freaking out saying that soldiers, the, the facility guards are going to be after him because it's yes. kind of fucking hard to miss a loud explosion uh-huh. and see like a hole in the wall. And uh-huh. so he quickly like hands over the microfilm that has the tanks, jet tank schematics. He hands it over to mm. his little three rat henchmen and tells them to get home with it while he handles the soldiers. <laughs> damn dude you're gonna handle like a whole military base worth of soldiers they don't go into what he means by handle yeah like rescue rangers getting dark this episode dark thankfully this is our last episode for now because uh, i need to take a little break a little pause (laughs) after this yeah so anyway yeah the the evil or the evil doer the greatest greatest spy in the world i don't feel like that anymore yeah but (laughs) i feel like he's not worthy of that title so he challenges these soldiers as the rats take off running through this new nice hole an access hole in the wall it's convenient so meanwhile it's now you know maybe early afternoon and we are back at the ranger hideout and dale and zipper they wake up classic they had a late night so they had to sleep in a little bit mm-hmm. and they're still ashamed of their behavior from the Aww. night before you know unfortunately and dale's like uh where's everyone else maybe i guess they're still so mad at us that you know they they probably didn't even want to wait for us yeah it's pretty sad these two Damn. actually um but their day gets a little bit better because soon after dale says this they hear a knock at the door and they answer it and see this like bombshell blonde damsel in distress and or femme fatale, which I know are like <laughs> opposite things, but I don't think the writers could pick which one they wanted her to be <laughs> because she's very like, oh, I need your help. I need your help. But she's also like, like- about to get them into some shit too. So it's like, I mean, oh, this woman may kill you. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna already err on the side of femme fatale because of the James Bond connection, and exactly. also clearly she knows that's how to hook them in. Right, like, it's all a game she, in my head already for her. Good she's, for her. Yeah. yeah, she's good. So this woman, though, yeah, she's got like platinum blonde hair. <laughs> quite a bit of eyeshadow and lipstick and this very vibrant red dress with a nice long slit going up the leg wow it's like 7 a.m right all right girl who you go you know she's coming from somewhere she can just go somewhere yeah yeah you right you right so she's pleading for help from dale and zipper saying that her cousin gadget told her to get help from the rescue rangers if she was ever in danger and before dale and zipper can even like say anything dale is just too busy like drooling over this woman she quickly shoves some microfilm and a map into dale's hand saying that the film needed to be delivered immediately and that the map would lead him to her contact so she runs to leave the hideout But as she's running, she warns Dale to be careful and that enemy agents are everywhere. She tells Dale a password also to recite when he meets her contact. And the password is seven shy spies stole the shyster's secrets, which why why would you make it that password? Yeah, that's not why would you make it that difficult? That's not a password. And three, Dale, it doesn't matter. He's totally distracted by this woman. So he doesn't get any of it. Thank God. Zipper Zipper can't talk. He's not going to say it. 
I guess they can translate for them though somehow, or they can like yeah. understand me. I don't know, because that's what they're relying on at this point. So Dale, oh, he's Lord. like super distracted by this woman who is, you know, on her way out. She's like throwing herself all over him, like holding him, kissing him, everything classic. So it's like, eh, yeah, damsel in distress, femme fatale. I, mm. A little bit of both, but mm. yeah, we're going to say femme fatale. And <laughs> so um sorry i'm thinking ahead to how this how this goes down <laughs> we okay. can cut this out if we want to nope leaving but, it in nope. cool so thankfully zipper he was nearby he did actually listen to the assignment because mm. dale clearly is already proving that he not. does not have what it takes to be the super spy that he hopes to be he would totally <laughs> fall into the honey pot with the quickness but after this woman leaves, this femme fatale, we see uh, Chip and Monty actually hiding in a tree branch above the hideout. And they're in gangster costumes, actually, like wearing trench coats and fedoras. And then <laughs> the damsel slash femme fatale, she scurries up right behind them. And it turns out it's actually just Gadget. <laughs> Of course. She like takes off her wig and she tells the boys, maybe this game will make Dale feel like a real spy. Aww. But Chip, he's angry and he's like, you didn't have to kiss him. <laughs> We've talked about it before. Clearly Chip and Dale goes, are yep. super into Gadget. They're always fighting over her, fighting for her attention. Chip is now super from the jump of playing this game. This Because remember, Gadget has promised she will yep. help Dale become a spy, become a spy. So Chip is like two seconds into the game. He's like, nah, fuck this. This is it. not cool. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> but anyway, so after Chip says this, Gadget's like, well, golly, isn't that what spies are supposed to do? I mean, if she's so, only seen James Bond or Dirk Swap movies, Dirk Swap, like I guess probably, yeah, that's that is what she that's thinks. What, but yeah. These, these, none of them are ready for this at all. Let me just say, this is, this is how they view spies. This is not going to go well, let me tell you. Uh So anyway, the trio, that group, they then like scurry away from the tree to get to the next stop on the map, or I guess like the first stop in the game before Dale and Zipper get there. And meanwhile, back inside, Dale and Zipper, they're getting all suited up, super excited, and they're getting hyped for their secret agent case. And Dale is like reading through the map saying that they are supposed to apparently rendezvous with a friendly agent on hole three or hole four of a nearby golf course. Okay. So they make their way. I guess there's like probably a golf course in or near Central Park, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Is it like a mouse-sized one, maybe? Yeah, like it's a putt-putt. <laughs> it's like putt-putt. <laughs> yeah, for all we know. Perfect. So... Meanwhile, in the city, though, we see Francis, Louis, and Mo, the three rat henchmen, running around with this microfilm from that upstate New York military installation. They're trying to get home. They're trying to decide whether they want to, like, dodge the traffic or, like, and take the sewers or just, like, stick it out on the sidewalks. But they figure that the sewers are probably a safer bet because again, they're trying to be spies. So you kind of want to stay out of the open, but as they're all like kind of plopping down through these sewer grates, the one who is holding the microfilm, it's either Mo or Louie, one of the tall ones. Like, listen, they literally look a hundred percent identical besides the (laughs) shade of the coat, which 
is why they have different coats, literally, probably just so the animators and writers uh-huh. could tell which agree. one was which. So I'm just going <laughs> to use their, their names interchangeably between That's this. I don't know who's who. <laughs> but one of the two, he's holding the microfilm, but he's like struggling to get into the sewer grate. So he kind of like places it down by him gently as he squeezes oh, his no. little rat booty down there. But, you know... Perhaps he took it out of his eyesight for just a second, maybe. And unfortunately, at the same moment on the surface up above, Dale and Zipper are making their way to that golf course. And, you know, Dale, he's not the greatest with, well, anything, unfortunately. (laughs) So at one point he decides, you know, to try to make sense of the map. He decides to place the microfilm that they have down on a curb so that he can like flip it around but I think it's like maybe like a horn honking or something that startles them and they like knock it over and it falls on the sewer grate zipper quickly flies down to get that microfilm that he and Mm -hmm. Dale were holding on to but it may have been a little bit too late and got switched up with unfortunately the microfilm that Mo, Louie and Francis were trying to transport back to Mm -hmm. the greatest spy in the world hideout Mm -hmm. so unfortunately all microfilm in 1989 looks exactly alike so you can't really differentiate just like when you're on the go in a rush situation yeah they're both like oh my god we have to get this back before the spy kills us and we have to get this to the golf course before gadget's cousin i don't know what the fuck is wrong with her but we're doing what she told us to which yeah by the way she never all she said because they have no context they have no none whatsoever like they could be doing the most evil exactly they could be doing the most evil thing ever and have no clue okay Uh, real quick tbh when at first when i uh didn't at first realize that it was gadget in disguise okay Mm -hmm. you didn't say it right away um i was like oh yeah is this a femme fatale who's actually like gonna trick them and is like giving them the actual thing and they're gonna get like yeah they're gonna do it without question and in reality like they're actually helping this villain and like these mm-hmm. three stooges mice but okay now it's just in an our, accident in our they... rewrite of rescue rangers <laughs> one day that disney is. will obviously hire us to do mm-hmm. that's gonna be the story because okay, i great. was kind of thinking that would be a better way for this to work out too Perhaps not as child friendly because they don't want to see the heroes <laughs> doing like this super evil work, yeah, but we're not kids crazy. anymore. So we can make the rescue yeah, rangers. We're ready for it. Up show. We're ready for it. We've grown. We've matured. I want to I'm see them ready to things. see them accidentally lead to the death of thousands of innocent people. <laughs> and the execution of the Romanian communist leader. <laughs> I want to see it. Let I'm me see it. Ready. <laughs> Anyways. So the rat henchmen, unfortunately, after this little mix up that no one has, no one, none of them at least are aware of yet, they return home, which actually, again, making this greatest spy in the world look a little less great. Uh, home for him is actually this like old worn down wooden farm stable <laughs> looking building with like a moss covered roof in the middle of this creepy dense fog covered pasture. Very so Scooby-Doo. He, very Scooby-Doo. I don't know where they are. Like yeah, I, I, they're I, not I, New York City anymore. <laughs> not New York anymore. They like were outside of the city, went into the city there, but I don't know, maybe they're in Connecticut. I, I'm not yeah. sure. So 
anyway, they get into this home and they immediately give the microfilm to the uh, evildoer slash boss. They also call him at this point slash greatest spy in the world. Thank you. Uh, from che- from the, che- uh, sorry, Czechoslovakia at that time. <laughs> and so the boss is inspecting the microfilm. But however, it is at this point that he realizes because he uses his eyes that a horrible mistake has been made and that much to the surprise of Francis, Louis, and Mo, or Louis and Mo, sorry, the boss, he's like, y'all, this is the wrong microfilm. <laughs> he like opens it up and he's like, these are pictures of rodents on vacation. <laughs> it's like the rescue rangers on a picnic at the beach at their ranger hideout just a bunch of pictures of them out in nature (laughs) and the rats are like looking at the pictures like no no it can't be they're like ah shit wait oopsies but they immediately recognize where at least like the ranger hideout pictures are because they they recognize some of the background stuff from being Mm. in central park so the boss orders them to retrieve the microfilm immediately or else he'll essentially like kill them. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> he did just come back from like murdering soldiers. So yeah. Yeah, we assume. <laughs> they never showed easy. him. They never showed him taking on the guards, but like he's home without a scratch on him. So <laughs> I don't want to see what yeah. the other side looks like. <laughs> Anyway, so we go back, we return to Dale and Zipper on their double O dream game. (laughs) They have finally made it to the third or fourth hole and they're waiting for the friendly agent. But as they're waiting, an enemy agent, Chip, wearing a fake rat snout and a gangster outfit, he sneaks up on them and... (laughs) This is the funniest scene of the episode. Um, He holds them at gunpoint, but he does that trick. Not really a trick. You know, when like, maybe not from experience, you know this, but when someone wants to like rob you, but they don't actually have a weapon, but they want to make you, so they like put it in their pocket. Oh my God, is Chip doing that? Yes. <laughs> so he's got like his hand like pointing his jacket at also him. like he's damn like, disney <laughs> damn it's so like it's funnier though he's so he's like demanding they hand over the microfilm as he's doing this and dale and zipper they trick chip i think they like flash this cool like light at him or something that blinds him and mm. makes him fall into uh fall into like the third or fourth hole they never really say which (laughs) hole it is third or fourth and so they run away and get to safety and as they're walking away or running I guess still looking for this friendly agent Mm. they overhear some discussion in the green you know kind of over yonder good ears I guess but they hear the rest of the rescue rangers talking about the game being almost over because again Chip is Mm. complaining like I sick of this gadgets kissing dale <laughs> dale and zipper have, are beating me up i'm trying to have blinded. a good time i just got blinded and like kicked into a 
golf hole. <laughs> like, this is awful. I'm done. And Dale, he overhears this though. And he realizes that he's been had, he's been played oh. y'all. Cause literally the whole afternoon has been nothing but a game, a waste of time, a fake case orchestrated by his so-called friends, which oh, no. there's a debate there, but I, I don't know. Yeah, if I feel like they went above which, and beyond. Yeah. That was a little too far. <laughs> yeah. Um, so his sadness, though, it's quickly wiped away when he remembers how fun he was having still, though, with oh, Zipper yeah. acting like spies. So he's like, eh, why don't I go ahead and just lean into this and make it even more fun? Because now that I know it's a game, I can actually fuck with them, too. <laughs> <laughs> and so he makes his way back towards where he's supposed to meet this friendly agent but again, he runs into the enemy agent, aka Chip, on his, Chip. On his way. And this time, he's not even—he's not even trying anymore. He's not doing the hand in the jacket uh-huh. thing. At this point, he's literally just like sticking his fingers <laughs> up at Dale, like stick. <laughs> so it makes me wonder if they—if they realize that. Dale knows now. I don't think they do, as I'll get into in a minute. Oh but yeah, because not even <laughs> trying. He's like, that's it. I've had enough of this. Give me that money. <laughs> and so Dale, he again like lassos him or you know, something and you know, knocks him out, mm-hmm. puts him back into another hole for. <laughs> poor chip or poor actually chip. no sorry this time it wasn't a hole it was actually like the pond or the like a water feature <laughs> oh, at poor, the at the golf chip. course so even even worse off actually mm-hmm. and so chip at this point he's pissed so he's like stomping back to the uh rescue ranger hideout and somehow monty and gadget have gotten back there too dale and zipper they're they're still at the golf course i guess Mm. still waiting for this friendly agent yeah i don't know but chip monty and gadget have all gotten back to the ranger hideout And Chip's like, okay, you guys, that's it. I'm like, for real, I'm done now. Like, this is too much. <laughs> we're, we're going too far. I'm getting, I'm getting my ass whipped over here. <laughs> but he realizes, like, he looks up and sees Monty and Gadget on the couch and realizes that they have actually been bound and gagged. They're like tied. They're tied <laughs> up. <laughs> They've got like shit tied over their mouth so that they can't talk. Like, whatever. Uh-oh. And Chip is like, oh my God, wait, well, this just got real. I thought we were playing a game, but he's quickly, before he can like freak out and like run for help, he's grabbed by the shoulders by Mo and Louie. And they're like holding him down. So they've broken into the ranger hideout. They've already, you know, held those two hostage, Gadget and Monty. And now they're essentially like torturing Chip, asking him how they ended up with the Rescue Rangers microfilm. Mm. And Chip... Poor dude, he instantly is like, oh my God, like facepalm. <laughs> I knew Dale would fuck this up somehow, <laughs> essentially. He doesn't say fuck this up, but he literally says, oh, I knew he'd mess up. <laughs> like, of course, Yikes. Dale. Here we go. And so Francis, he grabs Chip by the collar and he's telling him that he hopes he knows that you know, Francis hopes that Chip knows how to get their microfilm back so that they don't have to mess him up, which very nice. They're like at least warning him first, like, hey, 
We won't yeah. mess you up if you get that film back. Yeah, go so, get it, and then it's nice, all good. Nice warning. Yeah. And so Francis tells Mo and Louie to take Monty and Gadget back to their home, farm, stables, oh. whatever, as collateral Yikes. to guarantee that Chip actually takes uh, Francis to find the microfilm. Yeah. And so Dale, I mentioned before, he's just still like strolling around this golf course, <laughs> having so much fun. Yeah. yeah. He's like leaning into the spy game. It's like his dream. Now he's like, oh. it's not real anymore, but I still get like a reason to use these gadgets and stuff without yeah. them getting mad at me. <laughs> and as they're literally just strolling aimlessly around, Chip and Francis, they frantically run up to Dale and Zipper. And Dale, though, he he still thinks it's part of the game, right? He's like, oh, great. So the rescue rangers have have brought in extras now. <laughs> I don't know where they found this schmuck in a stagecoach driver's <laughs> outfit, but he's really they playing his him part off of Broadway well. or something. Like, yeah. okay. Fresh he's from, from the, the opera last week. Yeah. <laughs> and so Dale, he immediately starts joking around with Francis and Chip saying that if they want the microfilm, <laughs> They're gonna have to tell him the password, and he like oh pulls God. a strap on his like, out of his coat, and it like opens this jetpack propeller thing, and he like flies off and whatnot with zipper. Cool. And he's just like laughing, but also like and yeah, say to hear the password. Yeah, they, I know. He didn't even he's give left. him a chance. Yeah, he just left. Like, okay, well, we were gonna say it, but now you can't hear us. Right. Shouting so. it. It's like just their little uh, squeaks though. Yeah. <laughs> Can't hear it. And so Chip, he's like looking very like bashfully at Francis, like, oh my yeah. God, please don't kill me. Yeah. I swear. Like he thinks that it's a game because we were joking around earlier today. Really yeah. bad timing. I know, <laughs> but I swear that's what's going on. And so then Francis says, well, if it's a game, it looks like you just lost. Francis is not fucking around at this point because he knows that like they don't get their shit back he's dead so he's like well I might as well kill you (laughs) which also I'd never mentioned this but the rats do not have European accents they are American through and through I mean maybe maybe they like were rats from America who got like somehow transited over and some like diplomatic uh attache or something <laughs> and they found their way and or maybe Bulgaria. <laughs> yeah or that too yeah they're hey they're spies so yeah as they have the cold war mm-hmm. double agents it everywhere could be spies among us spies yeah. among <laughs> us and so Francis he takes the uh or he takes chip back to the um the literal staples that the boss apparently mm. calls home or the greatest spy in the world from Romania apparently calls home <laughs> and we see Francis watching over like all of these rescue rangers who are all tied up at this mm. point and at his command he tells Mo and Louie to hit a button then they hit it and it triggers all of this high-tech equipment like these computers and monitors and radars they cool. like shoot up out of the floor around the perimeter of this stable so it's like okay now i get it cool <laughs> now it kind of makes sense it's like super high tech but there's still like hay and stuff behind the computers 
<laughs> like, like on the top the of rafters. the computer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Francis tells the Rangers that when the boss arrives, he'll want that microfilm. But Chip is assuring him, hey, like, we're not going to give it to you, even if we had it. So you might as well just do your worst, which also probably Monty and Gadger are like, stop, no, bro. <laughs> give him the fucking microfilm, whatever they're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Dale, somehow, he actually followed the scent of the rescue rangers, probably actually of Francis and the rats, because they've been like mm. running around in sewers all day. Uh, he followed their scent back to the stables and he and Zipper now are kind of like staking out like the upper level rafters or mm. whatever, sitting up there talking about how cool the spy hideout looks, not really like realizing how much like imminent danger the rescue rangers are actually hideout. Yeah. Uh, but also he's like shouting about how cool it is. And so as soon as he gets they're always there, shouting. They're always shouting as soon as he gets in there literally like moe lou and Fr- like they all just immediately look <laughs> up like go get him <laughs> whoops okay so mo and louie they run upstairs to grab dale in the microfilm but dale again he's got this awesome utility belt and all these cool gadgets and zippers got these great fighting and karate skills so they're able to take down these two goons, oh. <laughs> essentially forcing them to like fall off of the platform in the attic back down to the lower level. They're fine though. It's okay. okay, it's okay. It's, they got lucky because they should not have been okay. Well, yeah, um, okay maybe. Ho- true. Hopefully, I guess <laughs> we'll assume so because they are yeah. still alive. <laughs> Francis realizes at this point that Dale really believes this to all be a game. Mm. And so he too is now deciding to lean in. And he's like, okay. he pulls Mo or Louie, one of them close and is like acting like he's fixing a costume. And he yells up to Dale like, hey, could you give me a hand doing this costume change? Uh, and Dale, right? Yeah, if you can't beat him, join him, right? smart. So Dale agrees. And rather than just taking the stairs down, he lassoes the microfilm out of like the little canister. Oh my God. Around a rafter and like Tarzan ropes down to the Also, they're like, he's ruining the film. That's exactly what they say. (laughs) He's ruining the microfilm. That's exactly what they say. And Dale lands doing this badass superhero or super spy landing, I will admit. But as he does, Gadget's like, dude, those are real spies. You just fucked up. (laughs) Dale's like trying to pull the costume off of them as Francis is like pissed off that he's ruined the microfilm. (sighs) And then they just like close in on Dale and Zipper and like, y'all are hostage too. So at this point, since the microfilm is ruined, the rats are actually pretty smart. They realize that they've got to go back to the military installation and just get another copy. Uh, so okay. maybe this place actually isn't in upstate New York because that would be a lot of traveling for one Maybe their day. hideout is in upstate. <laughs> True. Yeah. Why they were running through the city again, I don't know. Maybe the military... Well, hmm. I don't know. Don't think, I don't think the riders know either. off their tail... 
they're they, by tail. going a different direction instead of just yes you know, true you have to make sure door. you're not getting followed uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. yeah true so the rats they take these rescue rangers back to the military facility and they bring them with them the, yeah they bring them with them they don't have a car i don't know i don't know grace but like they're tied up leave one person back there with them help they had to, they had to have them all. I know, they had, but had to, you know, the whole gang had to be there together so that they can resolve this literal international crisis mm. together. Yep. Uh, and I guess if they're still like, yeah, it's a game, wink, wink. Yeah, haha, we got it. Okay. Yeah, true. Everyone's yeah. got to be here. Yeah. yeah. Mm, that's sure, sure. Little reach there. Little <laughs> trying reach, to help. We'll, thank you. Help, help yeah. them out. I forget who wrote this out. If if it was or wrote this episode, if it was Ken Spears or not, but help them out. <laughs> so as these rats, they're forcing essentially Dale and Zipper to take pictures of the jet the jet tanks schematics with Dale's like bow tie camera flashing light thingy, uh, which I guess now we know it's also a camera before it was cool. literally just a bow tie that flashed light out of it, but that's cool. Or I guess maybe we don't know if it is a camera because at that same time, Mo is like, or sorry, Francis is like, yeah, if this doesn't work, like, or like you better hope that this camera works because otherwise like we're going to have to get rid of you. <laughs> um, oh Yikes. God. Oh no. Yikes. And essentially like it turns and we see Mo or Louie again, uh-huh. don't know with the gadget to Think control again. the jet again. Yeah. And so it's like, Oh shit. Yeah. You better get this right. Because that dude does not know how to, con- honestly, <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter if you get it right. Cause he doesn't know how to control yeah. it. You're going to die either way. <laughs> this is not going to go it's well. Purposeful or accidental. You're yeah. And gadget at this point, um she realizes that the only way for them to get free because so sorry her monty and chip are still tied up while dale and zipper are taking these pictures and she gadgets like well the only way that we're going to get free is if we distract the rats and prevent them from firing the tank's cannon uh Mm. because i guess yeah or zipper and dale they're they won't give them the schematics like yeah. either that no what it probably is she knows that that camera thing does not work <laughs> yeah, she's, so she's like, like oh shit i literally just made it flash <laughs> to make dale think that to it works them because they're gonna kill us when they find out that that's just a toy <laughs> <laughs> get so, a game so this is probably the second funniest part of the episode uh-huh. uh i should have mentioned the, so those three, they're still tied up, but where they are is in like the tanks cannon, like <laughs> that like oh, shoots God. out like missiles and stuff, like uh-huh. all tied up, just like sitting in that, like the opening. Oh yeah, they're definitely and, gonna die. Yeah, for sure. They're like the first to go, like yeah. instant on on impact. Uh-huh. So Chip tells Gadget that the best way that they can distract the rat henchmen is to do her secret agent act for Mo like she did for Dale. <laughs> Gonna honey pot him again. <laughs> and hilariously though, Gadget's like, what? I couldn't do that. I don't even know him. <laughs> <laughs> Which good for you, girl. Yeah, she don't be out here trying to pimp her pimp out. out. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't know this man. <laughs> good for you but yeah, unfortunately Chip, he he lays it on pretty hard and he's like it's the only way we can help Dale." and she's like damn it okay <laughs> fine <laughs> but, the, but what she does 
is, I think, the funniest thing I've ever seen in an episode of Rescue Rangers, Grace. I know that's a bold statement. I'm ready for it. Maybe my sense of humor is lame, but y'all tell me, (laughs) go watch this episode and let me know. So what she does, you immediately like hear the music change to like that sultry, like, and she just like, she already has her wig off, her arms, remember, she's tied up, so her arms yeah. are behind her back, so she just, like, kind of, like, stands up a little bit, jimmies, and whistles, and Mo looks over at the tank, and literally, because she can't use her arms or legs, she just, like, does this with her shoulders. <laughs> she does shimmies? She just shimmies her shoulder, like, <laughs> in Mo. <laughs> It works. Did she say anything? No, she doesn't say anything. So she's tied up. She's like so far away from them because she's in this tank. She can't really walk because she's tied up. She literally just whistles and like. (laughs) Boom, honey pot. Got him. Got him. Rodents are so thirsty. (laughs) Mo dives right in which yeah that was my first thought I was like this dude's probably not even seen a female rodent in like 30 it's like what they say about um pirates or like old sailors like the legend of mermaids is that they were actually manatees because (laughs) and pirates thought that they were these beautiful women because it's so long since they'd seen a woman or whatever (laughs) They've been lost at sea. <laughs> this is essentially like bad. It's like she really did nothing like at all. And he was like, oh my God. But also like clearly um, that worked on like Dale earlier too, basically. Like, well, no, she like actually kissed Dale though. And was like, uh, she had, she could use her arm. She was like holding yeah. his face and hugging him and like uh, okay. rubbing his shoulders. Yeah. Like there, no, she was, it, it was actually on. a little, yeah, it was a little too much probably for a Disney afternoon show, if you ask me what she was I mean, doing with Dale. So this, this though, for all we know, could have just been her trying to, like, scratch her ear. <laughs> or she's, like, trying to get out of it. Yeah, it kind of looks like she's, like, trying to, like, tuggle her way out or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know. And wow. uh, it works, though. It is enough to set Mo off. Um, wow. Wow, which wow, also wow. seems kind of risky because you don't want him to, like, trigger any thoughts when you're literally sitting in the cannon of the tank god he's the one who had it on great yeah so anyway he elicits this massive thought i don't want to know what thought it was but the tank goes haywire and thankfully rather than firing a cannon it actually just like flings the rescue rangers out into safety so like he broke it kind of kind not he didn't break it so okay i should explain this machine actually and i'm glad you said that because this is a good time to explain it because it's about to get even more confusing uh the things that this machine can do so i called it a jet tank and it's it's a thought powered jet tank so initially it just looks like a tank you know, on like the two, whatever, elongated wheels, whatever, mm-hmm. rectangular shape with the cannon coming out. But when you trigger it, it does all these weird things. Like it spins around and it changes into different like vehicles, so okay. to speak. 
Classic so, spy esque. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Right. Cool. And like animators being like, we don't want to explain the science. So we're just going to like make it do all these crazy, weird, shaky sure. things. And then the next thing you know, boom, it's a jet now. Okay. Or boom, it's got a giant gun instead of like some missiles or whatever coming okay. out. Like different, Great. different weapons pop out of it when you think them, think of mm. them. It can go back from a jet to a, to a tank like that. Very interesting thing. Honestly, if this thing existed, we would be in some real trouble as a global (laughs) society. Right. (laughs) This is too much power in anyone's hands or in anyone's thoughts, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone's minds. So anyway, uh, Dale and Zipper, they take this opportunity while, you know, everyone's very distracted by the jet tank going haywire. They take this opportunity to knock the goons off of the table that they're on. Nice. And Zipper then swoops in and steals the thought device thingy Ooh. off of Moe's head. Mm-hmm. Nice. And he hands it over to Dale. I guess he didn't want to use it himself. It's sad. Uh-huh. Maybe he doesn't think his brain is big enough. And oh. Dale's is. <laughs> um, but Dale puts this Bad device on his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep it moving. Sorry, Dale. No hate on you. No shade. <laughs> we love you. Uh, so Dale, he puts this device on his head and he immediately starts controlling the tank. He's like firing these warning shots at the goons, like firing all around them, getting oh them like God. jump around and shit, getting very violent. And at the same time, right as Dale is getting the helmet or, you know, taking control of this machine vehicle, the greatest spy in the world from Bulgaria has returned to the military base and he's oh, ready no. to find the microfilm that the idiot rats lost. So I guess like at this point, because he doesn't know that they're there. So at this point, he's just like given up. Like it's taking yeah, he's them like, too long. I'm just going to do it myself. <laughs> yeah. He maybe should have done that from the start. Probably Whatever. like I get never trust a rat with your stuff. You <laughs> they're they're literally called rats. They're gonna rat on you. That's where the term comes from. It's not ya. trustworthy. Yeah. And so he um he's still donning his whole like professor white bread outfit mm. with the wig and the mustache, and he's got the credentials, the badge, and everything. Mm. So he like kind of has his head down and flags his way in through security pretty easily. And um I should have mentioned it, but when Dale was firing those warning shots, he actually like blows a hole in the wall again. I was going to say, like, did they not up the security after last time? No, I, you know, I have reasons to believe that uh, the greatest spy in the world actually just like dipped right after the rats did and didn't fend off security at all. It like, was just like, oh, there was a weird mistake. Yeah, 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 I'll deal with it. Or yeah, like he was actually true, actually. You're that's right. Even better point because he looks like Professor Whitebread. So yeah. they're like, oh, you darn you professor. We'll just ask the Pentagon for more money to patch this up <laughs> real quick. No big deal. Keep on like doing your classic. kooky experiments. Yeah, you're right. So anyway, uh, the goons, they're like running out of this hole and they run past the boss, actually, who's <laughs> like at the same time, like trying to get in. Uh-huh. And so he's like, wait, he's like, Y'all are here. And also 
why is there another hole? What are you running from? Yeah. Um, and so the Dale thought powered tank, it comes like careening out of the testing room and the boss and the rats, they quickly are running away, hoping to like get back to the boss's car. He's like pulling yeah. his wig and mustache off <laughs> because he's like running back in there and getting in. But Dale, he's still like bust right through the building oh and just follows right after them, chasing them down. And the boss, though, or the greatest spy in the world from Czechoslovakia, he's got <laughs> this like super cool gadget car as well. And he like unleashes oil out of it. So there's like this hot again on a military installation. They get into like this high speed chase. Are the rescue rangers in a car? They're, in, no, the they're in the tank still. In the oh my tank. god. They're still in this tank. All in there. And the spy is like letting oil out of the back of his vehicle. Great. And they're like slipping and sliding through it <laughs> and all that. And then Dale's like, okay, well, I guess I'll turn it into a jet. So then they start flying. So you've got a high-speed chase with like a jet over a car at a military installation again i just <laughs> i need to keep stressing where are the soldiers well i guess what? maybe i'll go back what on what happening? we just said that he like acted like he was the professor maybe he literally just like murdered everyone on base so that there's like just literally no there's just dead bodies scattered throughout base and like this is the next day so no one's realized it yet like the alarm hasn't gone off so like literally no one is there Oh my god! They're all dead. Jeez, Anyways. Disney! How dare they? <laughs> Dark. <laughs> Dark. Hey, I told you it's a good thing this is the last episode. <laughs> we, we might get ourselves in trouble if we try to go even darker <laughs> than this. So, uh, yeah. So at this point, again, is a high speed air slash road chase going around mm, this great. this military facility. Dale is using the the thought device thingy to like launch missiles and all of this stuff out of the tank they're like doing flips in the air and avoiding missiles that are being shot back at them from the greatest spy in the world and so finally after this high stakes chase is over dale he uses his thoughts and just decides you know what let's end it once and for all and he shoots lasers actually out of the tank at the boss's car and it like cuts apart the frame of the car and essentially leaves the greatest spy in the world immobile yet so he's just like on his butt sitting out there (laughs) like oh my god what did i do and so the rescue rangers they're all celebrating this win you know it's talking about dale you finally did it you're awesome like you're so good at all of this Uh and dale though he's a little too excited about all this praise and takes the helmet off oh no while they're flying (laughs) The jet just like slams down <laughs> to the ground right onto the greatest spy in the world's car. Thankfully, he and the rats literally like they tuck and roll okay, like, great. right as it happens. Oh yes, God. Disney did not go that far. <laughs> Thank God. Now, funny enough, though, if this were Darkwing Duck, you know that tank would They'd have landed dead. right on them. <laughs> But the writers would have done something like pulled them out where they're all like flattened or something like that and then like take them to jail. Uh, (laughs) The slight differences and appropriateness between Uh these shows. (laughs) Um, And so the boss, he's like, 
super like just distraught. His whole plan is ruined. His home country and all of the other Eastern European nations are now going to be overrun by these violent uprisings. Communism in East Europe is now coming to an end and there's nothing that he can do to profit off of or end it. Mm -hmm. So he's like, well, who the fuck is in that tank because keep in mind like this whole time the rescue rangers they're in the tank so the spy has not actually seen what it is what Uh amazing awesome force covert force of ex-military perhaps turned secret agents (laughs) who could have possibly defeated him and so as he's sitting there waiting to see who is gonna pop out Finally, the fucking soldiers arrive, a few of them at least, and they start to carry him off and take him into custody. But as they're dragging him, good. So this one actually gets locked up. Yes. Uh, But as they're dragging him away, the rescue rangers pop out of the tank. (laughs) The spy, this is his, this is his villain origin story. Okay. Like his (laughs) true villain origin story, because he's like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Chipmunks? Chipmunks just beat the greatest spy in the world. Fucking rodents. Seriously? And he's just like deliriously laughing now as the soldiers are carrying him away. Yikes. And lols. As I said, he is probably going to get even worse. This is his villain origin story. Um, And that's pretty much the end, y'all. That's it. Ended communism. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can I um, propose? Can I give you one immediate thought I had, and then a a wildly speculate propose a wild speculation to you? So, (laughs) uh, as soon as you're like military showed up, my first thought was like off to Guantanamo. Yeah, dark. I guess. Yeah, wasn't that like right around the time that they got that got Guantanamo? Or no, was that the sixties? I don't know to be honest, but either way, if it was then or in the sixties, it it would have been around. It would make sense. That's where they would go. Yeah, either that or I guess. uh, Yikes! There's a there's another one in um Colorado too. I forget ADX or something. It's like the highest security. Like either way, (laughs) yeah. That too. Like, if he's the greatest friend in the world, it'll be like Guantanamo. CIA. Yeah, yeah. It's like a war That's criminal. A so, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Time for him to get recruited by terrorists. Anyway, keep him moving. Next. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's why I want to say yikes to my yeah. first thought. Yeah. Second, though, um, throughout this, this tale that you beautifully, incredibly wove for us, oh, my God. other thought was well, both on the, um, so I was like, where did these, how did he get these three rodents? Like, where did they come from? And then also like this mind control-esque device. And I would like to propose, because we see him in later episodes, our callback to like th- two or three episodes ago, Professor Nimnal yeah. of like, how did he, after like his career failed and all that stuff that we speculated, how did he get the funds to like continue being a criminal? Mm-hmm. And did he maybe one like sell his schematics to the U.S. military complex because his friend was hooked up with it, the Boston whatever or whatever's. Um, 
So he sold mind control robot ideas. And then two, did he just start training rats to be like really (laughs) smart? And then he sold the rats to the spy. And that's how he makes money to be a bad criminal. It's uh, selling trained slash tortured lab animals. Uh Pretty much. He's like, well, the robot thing fell through. Yeah. yeah, these uh, yeah, these rodents, it. at least M- Mo and Louie, they were at the bottom of Nimnol's class. Because <laughs> <That's laughs> they, they never quite figured out how to control that thing. <laughs> they did a lot yeah. more damage than they meant to, I think. I, I like say that, that Nimnol was good at but, it. Also I think true. He's doing it. Yeah. He's doing it. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's definitely giving some misrepres- misrepresentations to the people he's selling to. <laughs> Probably like, really yep. overdoing it to the greatest spy in the world like oh trust yeah. me these rats oh my god and that's why the dude's so pissed like oh my god i spent so much <laughs> fucking so money on these money. things <laughs> these goddamn rats to Just only be beat by other rodents yeah. <laughs> who have rodents. also taken down nimnol the dude yeah. he bought the, the dude he bought the rats from <laughs> no one no one can get past the rescue rangers <laughs> Bam. which yeah i think that's a good way to sum up uh this, Thanks, this yeah. arc of ours that we've done and Not yeah let, let me say so i wanted to do that episode because of the double o reference and how it's, uh-huh. it's kind of an important part of the movie not giving anything away everyone go watch yep. it still if you go if you haven't yet but also uh because we actually see dale save the day in this one like dale gets mm. his moment yeah he's the one who was flying that jet tank thing yep. the whole time he got to live his double o agent dream and he did a good job he did it he, he he eventually he did, did a good it. job he did it he did it he did it there's a lot of qualifiers in this show like, yeah he's selling the rats i didn't say he was good at training them and he took down um, the greatest spy in the world i didn't say it was successful up until that point true true at the end of the day it's not about the journey it's about the destination (laughs) (laughs) that we're flipping that cliche on its head um also i would just like to say another perfect like encapsulation of some crimes go slipping through the cracks because in my mind Uh i was like all right so we've got we've got this guy stealing stuff from the military like already that's that's definitely a crime but really the Mm -hmm. first crime that happened was he he held hostage or like kidnapped that professor, which by the <laughs> way, he did. I, I didn't mention it, but like when Chip blew or when Dale blew the hole and like and whatnot out uh-huh. of the facility, we just see like the locker open and the professor's Wait, tied great. up and like hobbles out. <laughs> so like no one would have known that he was locked up, honestly. Oh no, this is like the first Scooby-Doo episode. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, because they didn't even know. The rescue yeah. rangers had no clue. <laughs> they accidentally solved a missing person's case that no one was looking into. They didn't even see. Also, the way it happens, I'll just spoil it. Like, or it's not really spoiling. I'll just say it though. Like, no one notices Professor Whitebread hobbling out of there. So it's like they <laughs> never knew. It's because he's so boring that they named him white bread he's so unnoticeable that's why they gave him that name truly truly the most average but also other than the fact that he looks like einstein yeah Yeah. wow so incredible work what a way to end the rescue rangers arc Ooh, yes i'll miss them i will this is i will yeah because yeah i think 
I think we both said at the beginning, neither of us watched this show uh, growing up, or at least I know I didn't. So yeah, I, I like would see you, it but... like on VHS, but like, yeah, I did not remember pretty much any of these episodes. Yeah. Which was fun so, to get into. To, to um, watch them as a full yeah. grown adult is, yeah. uh, it's yes. something else, y'all. Go, go do it again. <laughs> go all of these episodes are on Disney Plus yep. and totally worth it. Totally fun. Watch the new yes. movie too. Who knows? Maybe another movie will come out. Maybe like a more grown up, more mature, slightly funnier and more coherent version <laughs> of the Rescue Rangers will end up on Disney Plus or Hulu or something soon. Maybe I, I've heard one of rumors those two will of hire that. us to rewrite it. Maybe we will. One day. Yeah, we're here, I guess. I mean, yeah. aside from our nine to fives. But other than that, we're here. We're here. <laughs> we're here. Yep. Hi. Yep. So what's up? Um, so yeah, it's been fun, a fun eight weeks, but we are super, super excited for the next couple of months. We love yes. our next show. We mm-hmm. cannot wait. But until then, until yes. our next show, Grace, who should they tell our dear audience and viewers? Who should they tell about this lovely podcast? I think in a sprinkle of foreshadowing for our next series, I think Ooh. they should tell a farmer go to a farm farmer's market find the farmer there and tell the farmer about now we've done farmer's market before but specifically find a farmer a farmer yes okay and tell cool. them about this podcast let them know all right it's a little foreshadowing for, for folks cool. i'll continue on with your foreshadowing mm. and i will say tell a newscaster oh nice tell a newscaster nice. about uh about this show if you know one or if not just like email them that saying one. hey yeah there's a there's a great podcast out there called saturday morning mm-hmm. mysteries i don't know what show they're about to talk about next but apparently it has something kind of to do with a newscaster maybe <laughs> grace's foreshadowing is a lot stronger than mine but you'll see <laughs> you picked a good one though you picked Thank a good you. one Great it, job. It's one that could apply to like a thousand shows. Same with this. <laughs> I mean, mine, as which could is why yours. Very, yeah. very uh, cryptic. Uh, if anyone can guess what show we're doing next based on the overall yes. theme of our podcast and the two hints that we just yes. foreshadowed there, I personally will write you a check for $5. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, big spender. You're going to get over a Venmo here. from Venmo Alexis Bird. Mm-hmm. Wow. Send us an email if you think it or drop it in the comments or something. I tr- I'm only saying this because I don't think anyone can do it, which is like, then why not wager like 5,000, right? Because, because that's just a risk case. I'm not willing to take. <laughs> yes. yeah. And it has to be between um, now and when in next Saturday. So if right. you're watching it, this episode in like four months. Uh-uh, this is inapplicable that doesn't count. now. Yeah. Yeah. A week from right now. Yes. Right. AKA now. today's the 27th of July. Go. All right. Great. And we will now see you next Saturday for our new show. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. 
And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Satmore Mist, all the abreeds. And let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries. 